I have a question for you. When you see a post on social media, do you automatically assume that it's true? Or here's another question. Do you make decisions based on your emotions rather than taking the time to pray? Or how about this one? Have you ever had a caution in your soul about whether or not to do something, but you ignored it and ended up getting hurt by your own choice? What do these questions have in common? All of them are related to a lack of prudence. A lack of prudence can turn life into one mess after another. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. Included in the definitions of prudent, you'll find this gem of a statement. Cautious not to act when the end is of doubtful utility. In other words, a prudent person isn't going to do something without considering the possible outcome of the actions. Prudence really enriches a person's life. The lack of prudence really hurts a life. The wisdom of being a prudent person leads to less worry, a lot less drama, and less cleanup on the self-made messes. Let's walk through four verses about the prudent person, we'll see some identifying marks that can help us to make some life improvements. First, the prudent person controls their temper. There's a tremendous lack of temperance in our culture today. Meltdowns are so public now, you can't even go to the restroom without having to listen to somebody arguing, and they're not even arguing in person. They're shouting into a cell phone while sitting in a bathroom stall. Watching the reactions of others is worthy of popcorn, I'll tell you. Have you ever caught a stranger's eye and they give you the big eyeballs like, can you believe this? (laughs) It's easy to understand why the unbelieving culture has problems controlling themselves. Christians are another matter. Why would we be mad and loud when Jesus was meek and lowly? Is it partly because we have very little desire to be like Christ? Have we lost our way in the land of the self-absorbed? It is not okay to explode all over people and chew them out. A prudent person knows this, but if we lack prudence, we'll handle matters according to however we're feeling in the flesh at that moment. Carefully consider what we're taught in Proverbs 12:16. Listen to this. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. This verse ties the out-of-control angry outbursts to a fool, but by contrast, the prudent man covereth shame. This means that the prudent person may be just as irritated and tempted to react explosively, but they're taking the high road by shutting their lips. Ah, but it's not healthy to hold things in, you might say. Unhealthy for whom? Blowing up all over someone is unhealthy for them. The prudent person sees this. The unwise person has all the focus on self and what seems best for selfish old self. Did you have an angry outburst? There are two things you can do about that. First, apologize. And don't drive up with that fake apology either. None of that, well, I'm sorry if I offended you because you're so sensitive. That's extending the warranty on your offense. 
Try seven words instead. Sounds like this. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Now you'll hear me bring that up quite often because it's really important that we're quick to ask forgiveness when we're wrong. And the second thing you can do is this. Don't repeat the same offense. Otherwise, your apology will be voided by your continued misconduct. Every once in a while, we all need to examine ourselves with a good question. Would I want to live with someone who has a temper like mine? If the answer is no, then let God transform you before you do irreparable harm to your relationships. Number two out of four, a prudent person doesn't believe everything they hear. I remember a time when a fellow choir member told me about how she used to assume that since we were at church, it would be fine to leave her purse in the room behind the choir loft. She was trusting the formerly common belief that people wouldn't steal in church. (laughs) After her purse was stolen, she changed her mind and changed her habit. We can't assume that people will be honest. They have to prove it. And we can't assume that people will always tell the truth. It is in human nature to lie if it benefits us or makes us look better. We have to die daily to ourselves and to this deceitful old nature that is within us. Now that we have so many ways to communicate, very little is said face to face. You may read something online and go into a panic because, after all, it was forwarded to you from a reliable source. But wait, where did the information originate? This is a common mistake of trusting anyone and believing anything we hear. And it's also a sign of a lack of prudence. Listen to Proverbs 14, 15. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. Does anyone out there remember Y2K? Remember when people were storing up supplies and emptying their bank accounts because they believed that the world system was going to grind to a halt through a worldwide computer crash? If you're too young to remember the craziness of Y2K, it's easy to find, oh, probably about 11 billion articles online about what it was and why it happened. But the simplest way to explain the mass hysteria that caused it is this, group panic. The rumors and theories that were circulating on the internet didn't even have the speedy assistance of Facebook or Instagram. Thank goodness for that. I'll even admit to believing that the grocery stores were going to run out of food if the computers crashed, so I had a pantry full of canned tuna. (laughs) I was planning to keep my family alive on tuna sandwiches. (laughs) What was I thinking? It's a mark of a prudent person to be careful to check the facts and to avoid assumptions. Just as the choir member learned that it was a myth that people won't steal in church, we will learn either by being careful or by getting burned. Not every word you hear is factual. Become a good fact checker. And if you can't verify information you've been given, don't pass it on. Number three, a prudent person seeks knowledge. Proverbs 18.15 tells us that the heart of the prudent getteth knowledge and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A prudent person really wants to grow in the Lord, so they work at it. What are you working on in your life? Most people have goals of some kind or resolutions or other ambitions in life. But if we're putting all of our effort into physical targets without having any spiritual goals, 
life becomes lopsided. This is the very reason why people are so disappointed when they finally make it over a finish line. They put everything they had into reaching that physical goal and then discovered that it was vanity. It's similar to what happens to Olympic athletes. They win their event, stand on the podium and experience a rush of receiving the medal, and then poof, seconds later, it's over. Articles have been devoted to what's been called post-Olympic depression, a known condition that happens after the events are over and the athlete has a gigantic now-what moment. When we make the wrong things our passion, we end up running out of runway eventually. The thrill of hitting a weight loss goal lasts for seconds. If you're fortunate, the weight stays off for longer than that too. And then the cold reality of maintenance rings the doorbell. The adrenaline rush of getting a new home wears off way too quickly. How much decorating can a person do? And then, when you're having friends over, it's so much fun at first, but when you're trying to maintain that magazine picture image every time they come over, that gets old really fast. The point is this. When we're pursuing things that are temporal, the gaining of these things will bring temporary enjoyment. God wants us to invest in wisdom and understanding. This will build a knowledge bank that will supply us with prudence. We will know what to do and why we're doing it. And that adds a deep satisfaction to life and makes us more beneficial to others who are watching us as examples. Work on knowledge, not just in the secular realm and not in only academic pursuits, but the knowledge of the holy as well. The Bible tells us that the knowledge of the holy is understanding in Proverbs 9.10. This is the kind of knowledge that helps us to prioritize our lives so that we're putting the emphasis in the right place. And finally, number four, a prudent person avoids wicked living. Listen to the way Proverbs 22.3 is worded. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. This verse is repeated in Proverbs 27.12. A prudent person will carefully consider a situation with a long view, not just the short view. God can develop this habit in us, but we will have to be willing to pause long enough to be alert to potential hazards. If we're always in a hurry, there's a greater chance that we'll get ourselves into a situation that we could have avoided with some forethought. Prudent people ask questions, evaluate conditions, and then use their thinking skills wisely. This is how they're able to recognize that there may be a really bad outcome ahead if they choose a certain path. Notice that the verse says that the prudent man foreseeth the evil. This means that he's perceptive enough to be paying attention and recognizing that there may be some danger ahead. Let's say that a young woman knew that a married man was paying too much attention to her. Prudence would lead her to decline invitations to go to lunch or opportunities to be alone with this man. She would stay far, far away from this man. This is a good policy for both men and women. Avoiding evil is easier than resisting it. By contrast, when a person lacks prudence, they have the mistaken idea that they can handle temptation. If we choose to ignore clear warnings, we'll need to make time for some painful lessons. It's really popular today to live as if there is no God. 
You may even have some friends who live no differently than an unbeliever, even though they claim to be Christians. Don't let them lead in your life. This doesn't mean that you have to be unfriendly. It just means that you need to stay on top of how things will go when they're in your airspace. If someone wants to do something that is immoral or evil in God's sight, we have a responsibility to reject it. A prudent person isn't only thinking of today. They have an eye toward what today's decisions will do to their lives tomorrow. Would you describe yourself as a prudent person? Are any of the marks of a prudent person present in your life? If so, continue to allow the Lord to build on these qualities. But if you lack prudence, make this your prayer request. God wants us to be prudent because he cares about us, body, soul, and spirit. The word prudent appears 24 times in 24 verses in Scripture. We've only covered four, so this would make a great word study. Let's close with Proverbs 16.21 as our reminder for the week. It says this, The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. When we are prudent, we're a better influence on others. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You, In Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.